0: Hello, hello, welcome back everyone or welcome for the first time and if it's your first time here I'm Dr. Amanda Barrientes, the host of the Max Potential Habits podcast. This is your place to learn tips, tools, strategies and hear inspirational stories from awesome people who are all going to help you optimize your habits so you can lead a thriving life and business. Today I am super psyched to have on a really cool guy <laughs> who I met actually at the very beginning of my personal growth journey in a relationship course. So if you all have been following me for a while, you know that my entry into the personal growth and development world was through having really cha- a lot of challenges in my relationships. And on the, at the time I was in food stamps. So I had to email this coach who was Running a relationship course, and I didn't have money for it. And I was like, I gotta be there. I just knew that it was the path that I needed to be on at that time. And so, you know, actually, it was it was really empowering. He said, I wouldn't give it to you for free. So I ended up coming up with a thousand dollars, and I, like I sold stuff. I took out a loan, and then I traded him for work study. And in this course was my guest today who became friends with me during this course, and this is Scott Pagliaccio. He is from Texas, and he is the host of a podcast called The Conscious Man Podcast. He also runs a program for kids in Texas called The All Kids Fit, where he provides leadership tools for kids through fitness. And he's going to talk about it. He talks about it way better than I do. <laughs> and, and this guy is, I wish you could all see him. Cause he's like such a cool guy. He's got all these amazing tattoos and he's just like a hip guy. Who's really showing up in the world from my perspective in a very powerful way, helping young kids. And he focuses a lot on boys and men mm. and him and I've had multiple conversations about, men and masculinity. And we want to talk to you today about masculine vulnerability and authenticity. And we're kind of going to just freeform it and see what comes. Um, But I wanted to have him on because he has incredible insights and he's just a really great guy. So get ready. And thank you so much for being here, Scott.
1: Thank you, Amanda. And uh, thank all of your listeners for uh, having me here. I really appreciate it. And absolutely. I want to thank you, modeling vulnerability on your i think it was i saw it on your instagram tv your igtv Uh and that's that really had me lean in you know i was thinking about you know you're going through some challenges in your own personal life and uh how i guess going back to the relationship school what i saw in jason gaddis was a man who was modeling the same thing and i'd never seen that before i'd never seeing somebody model vulnerability in the way that he did in the way that you did recently. And what it did was woke something up. in me, And I was like, Whoa, I want that. Or, you know, and what I realized was that's something that I always possessed. I just didn't know how to access it. And like I said, he woke it up in me. And I'm like, okay, I'm on this path to figure out how to start being that way how how to start showing up that way for my children. So they then get that download rather than being, what I got was shut down. My father was shut down emotionally. My mother was like, you know, Italian screaming, yelling. (laughs) And so I kind of picked that up and I didn't, I didn't want my kids to get that download. I didn't want that to be what they carried on to the next generation or the next seven generations. So I'm appreciating you and I'm appreciating Jason and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on and,
0: you're so welcome. It's such an honor. You know, I love that you highlighted that because Gaddis, Jason Gaddis. So when I started for those of you listening, I don't know, I've shared this in other places, but I don't know if anyone's heard it here. If you're interested in relationship development, he has a podcast called the smart couple. Mm-hmm. And that was where I ran into him and it ended up that he lives in Boulder, which is where I live. And so it ended up being really serendipitous. I thought, and synchronous where I thought, okay, I've got to go to this course and something, um, that you're highlighting, Scott, that I think is really important is this the way that powerful people get to change the world is when they show up authentically. Right. So I could have a whole bunch of shame and fear and doubt and 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 hide all of these challenges that I've gone through in my life. I think it's actually been the gateway for almost all the opportunities that have opened to me. Right. So it's like when I put on a mask and I pretend I'm someone else, people feel that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure they do.
0: Yeah. So when you actually show up self revealed, it's terrifying. I mean, it's not easy. Right?
1: (laughs) It's not not easy. easy
0: Like, oh God, am I really gonna do this? Like, what are my people gonna think? Are they gonna judge me? Is this the right thing for my business? And then I simultaneously thought, you know what, this is real. This is what's really going on in my life and it's okay. And if I can even help one or one person out there, so it was so powerful when I got to hear from you that it helped you show up more authentically.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it was amazing.
1: It it really was like it, that's that's exactly what it did. It called me forward. It was like, hey, you know, you gave me permission to then do the same thing, and that's what I love about vulnerability. There's somebody out there, like if you didn't if you didn't reveal who you truly are and repress that in you know, just for business, then that would suck. That, right. You know, that, yeah. You know, for money, what? For, uh, you know, yeah. that high-level entrepreneur. But you're modeling to all of us, you know, that authenticity. And I think that everybody needs to to see yeah. that. You know, we think that in social media and in, in life, I think everything looks really polarized through the lenses that we're being shown you know facebook instagram all this stuff it's like a highlight reel yeah and nobody's showing the side that you showed me today and i'm just appreciating it because that is real and uh, i feel like part of the issue with young people is that they're not being modeled that what they're being modeled is i gotta have a huge ass and big tits and a nice car and you know whatever and that you know life is just perfect all the time and there's no difficulties and it feels Mm -hmm. good yeah. Well, life doesn't fucking feel good all the time. It hurts oh. sometimes and you know, we fall down on our face and uh we get blood in our mouth and
0: <laughs> we go through
1: painful shit. And like, like you said when we were talking earlier, that uh facing those fears and facing those difficulties and that conflict is the path through to, to happiness and connection with ourselves and with other people and uh yeah, that's Yeah.
0: You know, something that I want to point out to everyone listening, what you're really highlighting uh, that I'm noticing is, like I, I talk to people about when creating win-win relationships mm-hmm. and when you were highlighting like, well, if I held back and I didn't share, it's a lose-lose because I lose because I'm stuffing and being fake and repressing and having to hold on to that. And other people lose because it doesn't give them permission to show up authentically. Exactly. Right. So when you, uh, when you choose vulnerability and, and, you know, vulnerability is one of those kind of buzzwords, I think in a lot of ways. And, and sure. what does that really mean? To me, it really means that you're willing to show up fully expressed with all yeah. sides of yourself, not just the ones that look shiny and beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, that's yeah. just not realistic. And if it, we try to live a one-sided experience, we're going to get knocked on
1: our ass. Yeah. And I, I I learned that, I think, from your main mentor, Dr. Demartini, like yeah. it's the, synth, the synthesis I don't even know what the yeah, word is. Yes,
0: this is synchronicity of complementary opposites. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: it's like both.
0: Totally, you can't grow without it. You can't no. be a whole being without it. Because if you're trying to avoid and eliminate and pretend you're only one-sided, you're and you're not loving that other half of yourself. How can you ever fully be a fully expressed person in the world?
1: Yeah, right? so that's the shadow, the right? Yeah. Anything we hide, deny, and repress. And I, I've gotten into men's work and working with young people and you know, uh, even dealing with my own shadow is, it's challenging, man. It's, yeah. it's
0: so let's, let's go there. Tell us some stuff. I mean, a conscious man first, yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about why you chose that name and what that means to you. Uh,
1: I, I, I chose the name because I feel like through this, uh, well, in my thirties, I went through some difficult things uh, in my marriage. And what I realized was I was starting to wake up spiritually and physically I was getting into fitness Uh, my personal life was falling apart but my spiritual life was falling together and things were changing and I felt like I was waking up so I was becoming more aware I was becoming more conscious of things not being the way that I was taught growing up like things are not just one way there are a lot of different ways and I just realized that we're continually, I am continually growing and developing myself. And I didn't know there was this whole genre of people who were into growth and development. I was just, I was just like mindlessly walking through life like on autopilot. I didn't know. I didn't know you had to work on yourself constantly. I thought, you get married, you have kids, you go to a job, you retire, you die, and that's it. Yeah. I didn't know there was all this work to be done, you know. <laughs> so yeah. as I woke up and realized that, there's lots to do, and that I was a leader. And when you realize that you're a leader, then there really is a, there is work to do because you have to inform the generations behind you. You can point your finger and blame and say, hey, you guys suck, you millennials, are, you know, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 but what am I doing about it? Yeah. So being a conscious man is being aware that I'm a leader, and I feel a personal responsibility to the generations behind me to model something different than what was shown to me. So maybe they don't have to bump their heads quite as hard. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what a conscious man that's is. That's awesome.
0: And, and tell us, so I remember I actually asked you this a while ago, I was like, tell me about the logo for your conscious man podcast. Cause I think that's very significant about the way your mind works and your quest and your understanding about consciousness.
1: Uh, the, 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 Ape head or the monkey head.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, everyone listening, you know, you can't see Scott. First he's like such a cool guy. He's got a mohawk and he's got a guns and roses shirt on right now. He's just like a he's someone who you're like, I wanna talk to that guy. Like he you're you're very warm and friendly. And right. and you know, when you started developing your podcast and I remember you were talking to me about it and we I looked at your logo, I'm like, tell me about it. And I love this story. So for those of you listening and can't see, go to his Uh, podcast and check it out but it's a a monkey head wearing headphones
1: yeah my cousin Pete who I got to give him a big uh, shout out Pete Pagliaccio thank you he's an artist and uh, he designed the logo I just uh, I feel like it's the evolution of man you know the the beginning we were these you know I don't know if we were or not but I imagine thousands of years ago we were these kind of ape-like beings and we've evolved into what we are now and uh i just had this idea i think i was in austin and i saw this really cool monkey with these crazy sunglasses on and it was like screaming <laughs> and it was like wake the fuck up is what it said to me and
0: uh
1: uh-huh. i i just talked to my cousin and asked him if he would design something based around the image that i i saw Uh and what I explained to him and I don't really honestly like I'm going to be vulnerable I don't fucking remember exactly what I told you you remember I'd like for you to share because it sounds
0: like what we ended up talking about was monkey brain you know how like when we live in brain we're not conscious and then as we step into executive center we start to develop consciousness and so you know I think of it as lower mind higher mind or animal brain and higher mind or yeah. animal you know monkey mind you know where you go like oh i'm operating from this place of lack of consciousness animalistic desires uh, uh, you know pleasure pain principle where yes. we're, we live by reward and punishment instead of actually using our skills and brain and uh, you know the frontal lobe to actually make decisions that empower us
1: that's it thank you yeah. for articulating <laughs> that because i couldn't remember it didn't exactly come to me but now it is yeah yeah yeah, that, that is exactly – I mean, that's how I picked and did everything was from the back yeah. part of my brain. Women, it was like the evolutionary parts. like, wow, you look great, and I just want put my dick inside you. Or, you know, it was never any – there was no conscious awareness. It was just yeah. very habitual, very um, evolutionary, very, you know, animalistic. And it didn't really serve me. Uh, and so, yeah, that that logo is more – about exactly what you were saying yeah, that's awesome. accessing the prefrontal cortex and you know going deep like that's the thing like when I meet people I'm not interested in talking about the weather or any of that stuff I want to I just want to dive in and know their story and I want to know what's going on for them what's alive There's there's all this curiosity and uh, yeah. just interest in you know who this person is and what's alive for them and I feel a better connection to myself when I can just sit and be with other people and listen and, and be curious about what's going on in mm-hmm. their lives. Because I've noticed that not being able to do that, not being conscious, always in the back part of my brain, it wreaks havoc on your relationships, or it did in my experience anyway. So yeah, yeah. when I can be present and uh, be aware and be curious, it seems to create a more connected experience with everything, not just other human beings, but uh, my connection to nature and to, uh, to everything. Yeah. Even yeah. the animals. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You know, I want to ask you, so it, when, you know, we've talked a lot about on other conversations. What about masculinity and vulnerability? Why, why do you think guys have such a hard time? I mean, I, I'm a gender scholar. So I have lots of like theories around it, but I'm not a guy obviously. So I don't, I want to understand from your perspective and from your own life experiences growing up the way that you did, what, what's up with masculinity and vulnerability?
1: Mm, I never, like I said, I never really knew that even that was a word or it was a thing. I was Second, I'm a second-generation Italian. Uh, my grandfather came over in the '40s, so it, you know, when, when you think of Italians, you know, the first thing you think of is mafia, tough guys, mm-hmm. murder, extortion, you know. And then in Buffalo, New York, you know, I'm wearing gold chains and I'm I'm modeling that persona, and I think that that's really cool. the, the men that were el- you know, the elders in my neighborhood were drug addicts, alcoholics, thugs they weren't modeling vulnerabilities so I just followed suit. It was like my dad was in the restaurant business and the people he was around were they were decent people but they were alcoholics, gamblers. Uh, you know that was that was cool. So I, I never really knew how to show up differently. There was no models and then I numbed out from the age of 12 till I was 36. And when I started to wake up
0: and was it numbing out with substances like alcohol yeah. or
1: okay alcohol drugs um, everything you know that's that's what everybody was doing that's what all the that's what all the kids were doing so yeah. uh, i was like i you fit right well, in yeah i fit right in just jump yeah. in there and I'll yeah see.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: yeah i mean so i'm curious you, what would you say has been a fear or a challenge for you in stepping into this version of yourself
1: fear or a challenge? Can you repeat the question?
0: Like, like when you, because you've had a pretty big transformation, you know, you've talked about like being raised in that type of environment and then, you know, not really having models, which a lot of us, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners, similar stories in terms of not having models of men who are showing up in a soft sensitive way, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, those, and then using, turning to substances to kind of numb out. And, um, you know, for you, what was the, what was, what happened? What shifted for you to be like, I want to turn toward consciousness. I want to start, and maybe that's not the word you used, Yeah. But, but what, what was the pivot for you or what was the turning point?
1: It, it was literally, uh, seeing Jason, on it was,
0: yeah. but what yeah. got you there? Cause something got you
1: there. Uh, it, 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 okay. I, I remember, um, he had I just admired him so I had him on a pedestal yeah on a pedestal and I just yeah. thought okay and then as I started to watch more of his content listen to more of his podcast and he started to reveal himself more he he said I have all of this skill I've done all of this work but he also on the front end setting context said that he didn't know how to do any of this and he mm-hmm. wasn't aware and through his own transformation, I can kind of see myself. And he was like, I have, I'm married and have children, and I have all this skill, and it's still hard. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't saying, hey, I'm married, and I have children, and I have skill, and it's easy for me, and I can stick my flag in the summit, and now yeah. I don't have to do any more work. Yeah. like I continue to, and as I do, my relationships get better but I'm still, and I'm still challenged Mm -hmm. That type of honesty and vulnerability. You know, I, I just kept leaning in. I'm like, I want to meet this guy. I want, I plan on meeting him someday. I'm going to give him a hug and a kiss and tell him thank you for what he's done. Yeah. And then a few months later he announced and then it was, I got involved with men's work. I didn't know, anything about men's work it that was a thing uh so i was starting to listen to the new man podcast with trip Lanier.
0: yeah
1: jason and him put together a product and it was a men's group so i bought that and started to figure out how do i start a men's group and what is a men's group yeah There's guys like connor Beaton who do uh he does the new man and just aubrey marcus all of these men out there that were these you know yeah, you start
0: having totally different models for masculinity
1: yeah that's
0: awesome can't... yeah i want to know like you know for listeners what would you say are some of big takeaways you've got in your transformation in terms of being a more vulnerable man like what how does it feel different
1: uh, people women uh trust me and that's feedback directly from them but i'll be in the presence of people women and men, and they'll just open up and cry and tell me, I, I never do this with anyone. I just feel safe with you. And for somebody to share that with me, because I went through a painful divorce, my first divorce, and uh, it was awful and it was really scary. And I don't think my family felt safe around me because of the way I, because I couldn't hold the space for them. So far women to start to say that they felt safe around me and that I was great at holding space. It just had me lean in even more. Mm. I, wanted to, I wanted to sharpen that skill even more. I wanted to learn how to listen even more. I wanted to learn how to let go of myself and, and be with yeah. others. It, I work. love
0: this. Is it, it sounds to me like you really had such a shift and, and it wasn't it was you were doing the work and starting to change and you got feedback from the universe that was like, oh, you've actually changed. Yeah. 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 And 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 I think it's so counterintuitive because we think, oh, if men are men are soft and sensitive and open to that, they're somehow weak.
1: But it's mm. actually
0: there's great power in, in masculine vulnerability, right? It's
1: I feel more powerful in the world because it gives me more self-confidence. It has me not being afraid. Like, and I don't give a fuck, but what anybody th- like, I don't give a fuck. And I give a fuck. Of course. Yeah. Very much. And, yeah. but it, it, it gave me, it helped me to understand who I really am. Like, yeah. like owning that part of me has me seeing that I'm showing up more powerfully and, it, and in doing so, it's just like this superpower, like, man, I can accomplish anything. And yeah, yeah it's like just yeah. thinking about it right now in my body, I feel like I'm leaning forward in the chair and I'm feeling it in my chest and my muscles feel like I just feel like I'm actually getting ready to do a 30-mile, 60-obstacle Spartan ultra race. Wow. Um, that's something I I didn't think was possible for me, but – you know, it this transformation, this vulnerability, and all this feeds into me not being afraid. And it's like, you know what, I, yeah. I'll fall on my face, and it'll be okay. I'll just get up and continue on. It's like yeah. the universe can't punch me in the face hard enough to keep me down, and I got right. it.
0: That's so, I love this. You know, it reminds me, I, I have the same, it's been similar for me in terms of changing so much in the last three years. And I think that it, of course I still have fear because yeah. it, it happens, but I face it differently and I overcome it differently or I, or embrace it differently. Right? Like I go, Oh, that fear is actually an indication of me knowing I need to lean in. And, yeah. and take that next step right so when i feel afraid of something and obviously i'm not talking about when you're in real danger which is maybe a percent right. of the time when you actually have a physical threat or you know the problem is our brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's made up in our mind and those fears that we limit ourselves with so now when i have those fears the old me would have would have shrunk hidden you know, maybe made excuses in my mind about why I couldn't do it. So I would only set goals to like my stretch point of like, Oh, I, if I a hundred percent know I can make this happen, I'll do it.
1: Mm, right? okay. So you weren't <laughs> going past there. Right. So now really I'm like,
0: oh, I'm terrified of this, which means I need to fully lean in and do it, you know? And so it's like, I have a different, because I'm much more myself and it sounds so weird to say, I think the authenticity thing is a funny topic because how are you not ever yourself? You're just yourself
1: right showing
0: up either but you're showing up authentically masked or you're showing up authentically revealed i think yeah and so you know when you're talking about these people saying they feel safe around you i think that's something that people don't know is that when you show up with your masks dropped you give people permission to be revealed which makes them feel a sense of trust yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely when you try to connect with someone who's hiding something or scared of themselves, you feel it in your energetic connection, right? Like, we're all connected by invisible forces. So when people say one thing and do another, you feel it energetically. And there's a lot of different reasons why people do that. But I think that's something that I really value about, you know, like our conversations where I'm like, oh, you show, like you just say it. You're like, I'm, I'm terrified right now. <laughs> or, you know, I feel really, I, you know, all these things. It's just like, that's a very... Powerful way of being for a man.
1: Thank you, and, and I just feel like
0: for anyone. Let's say for yeah, anyone. For, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. men yeah. and
1: women yeah. because that's yeah. what I'm realizing too. Is we we say men are this way, women are this way, but yeah. it's kind of a generalization. And
0: yeah, of um, course. Well, I want to I want to add, I love that you said that. I mean, as a sociologist and gender scholar, we talk about it along a binary and we put men and women in these boxes. But the interesting thing is we grow up socialized in these ways, yeah. right? So we expect men to be tough. We expect them to be providers. We expect them to be, you know, like we train boys from very young ages, like don't boys, don't cry, get up, you know, be the man of the house, like all these mm-hmm. things, right? And it yeah. te- it teaches them to be tough. And then at the same time, when we get married to these men, we were like, be soft and sensitive and be tough, be this and be that. And it's very confusing. And how do you show up? And, you know, it's, it's a, so what you're, the work you're doing, I think is incredibly important.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So, so for, you know, for any of the guys listening, you know, young and old, what would be some advice you'd have for them in terms of showing up as a more conscious man?
1: I would say absolutely uh, either start or get involved with a men's group. I recently, well, not recently, this has been over a year ago as I got involved with the Mankind Project. And uh, I did one of their experiential weekends and it was, I love transform. I love things like that, like the relationship school where we met that experience, but this is primarily for men. And even though I'm 52 years old, It was a rite of passage it was all these rituals so i feel like in indigenous cultures they gather up you know the elders gather up the young men and they take them from their mothers and they go through this rite of passage and they come back as men there's this you know this ritual and that didn't happen for me the ritual for me was go out on the streets and hang out with junkies yeah, turn into one, and here's, so
0: that's here's
1: what. Here's some gold chains. <laughs> yeah, here's some gold chains, and an Iraq Z, and uh, snort some cocaine, and drink some forties, and play <laughs> gamble a little bit, and yeah. So, yeah, this was an opportunity, and I want to share this if if you don't mind this. This is was so life changing for me. Is through this experience, they strip you of everything. There's no technology. It's very. uh Very cold in the beginning. It's kind of a little bit meant to kind of scare you—not scare you, but it's like you don't know what's going on, and it's very disorienting. Uh And then as you go through it, you're starting to shed these layers, and then to reveal this vulnerability, this uh, this consciousness. And uh, one of they use some uh, Indian rituals, and one of them is a sweat lodge. Mm -hmm. And there are some elders that. Their job specifically is to build these by hand, and uh, we were out in this property in West Texas, past Waco. And I have this fear of uh, closed spaces, mm-hmm. spiders. So a little bit of uh, a little bit of claustrophobia,
0: uh-huh.
1: and I, I don't like spiders. Uh-huh. So we get out to this land, it's a hundred degrees. We're getting ready to go into this tent. But the cool thing about this type of work is these men don't – it's a non-shaming, non-blaming, safe container where we can practice all of these tools on how to show up stronger. So I felt safe in going in, but I was scared. And, you know, they mentioned it. You don't have to stay. If you feel you need to leave, then you can go ahead and leave. Just sit close to the door. So we get there. There's wolf spiders that are the size of, you know, literally they were the size of like coconuts with these little babies on their backs and they're, I'm watching them crawl into this tent and we're packed. There's, there was 40 men. So probably we went in groups of 15 or 20 and it was tight quarters and it's super hot and they take these rocks that they put into the ground that they heat up for hours and hours and hours. They throw them in there. This is a they're wet blankets that are covered. So you're in this dark space. Yeah. And I got in and immediately I just started to, my I got flooded in my system. I was like, I can't do this. Let me out. And I get out and in my head, I'm like, oh, you're a pussy. You know, what's wrong with you? You know, God, you know, you couldn't get through this. And there's an elder sitting on a bench and I look up. And he looks at me and he goes, come here. He goes, pretty tough, huh? I said, yeah. And he goes, sit down. He goes, would you like something to drink? And I said, yeah. And he just put his arm around me and looked into my eyes and comforted me and said, you know, same for me. So, you know, he handed me a bottle of water. And what's typically done if out in society is, what are you, a pussy? What are you, a faggot? you know, and here were these men, these elders that embraced me and accepted me and didn't shame me and didn't make me wrong for the way I felt. I was doing that inside of myself. Yeah, yeah. But they held the space for me and made me feel welcome.
0: Wow. And
1: they didn't, you know, they just, it was just beautiful. It was an, wow.
0: just
1: an amazing experience. What a I'm
0: powerful talking. experience. I mean, it, <sighs> There's so many gems there that I want to think about and talk about it. One thing I'm thinking about is how we can be our worst enemies, you know, beating ourselves up with our self-talk and, and when someone shows up to remind you that that isn't necessary, you know, and on my last podcast that I solo recorded, which, you know, it won't be in alignment with, it won't be the last podcast when people listen to this cause the, you know, I release my guest interviews in a different way. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in my podcast, the benefits of affairs, it was this, uh, I talked a lot about shame and so mm-hmm. there's this shame piece and I've really been thinking about shame a lot and how shame drives us to do the craziest things <laughs> that are not for our best. Well, let's say it has a, it serves a purpose, right? Right, I'm
1: curious, what is the purpose? For our
0: growth. I mean, all of those feelings are feedback systems helping you get into alignment. So if you feel shame about something, it's because probably you're comparing yourself to someone else or something else. So you're holding some, either or maybe a past version of yourself even. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I used to be so beautiful and this and that and the other, and now I've aged, there could be that. Or, oh, I'm supposed to be this powerful man who could handle the sweat lodge, but I'm not, right? So you feel shame, like you're less than. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a good indicator for you to know, like, Oh, where do I need to empower myself? And I think if we looked at that way, it would be easier. But I also think it's really toxic in that if we carry it and don't face it, we do a lot of weird things, you know, I really do think it's the driver for like addictive behaviors. And I think when you're out of alignment with your value system, you're more likely to feel shame. And then you're more likely to reproduce shame and it keeps you stuck in this cycle, you know? And I think men definitely in that, in that piece of, it's really interesting. I have a lot of male clients like predominantly. And I think that piece of like, I'm supposed to be tough and I'm supposed to have it all together and I'm supposed to look a certain way and be a certain way and be a provider and do, you know, Yeah it's a lot to carry, you know, yeah. and I know we're talking a lot about men and, and women have other expectations. Right. Oh God,
1: yeah. I and so,
0: guys. yeah, like the beauty ideal and the, the feminine ideal and the way that we, you know, it's like, especially when you look at the social media world, like you were talking about at the beginning, like, what are you presenting yourself as? And, you know, it, there's just so much there. And so thank you for sharing that. It's really powerful. And I think it's really powerful when someone does step in and go as that model and go like, it's okay. You're yeah. okay. This is all okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And I have to model for my children what a conscious man is and what they should, my daughters should marry or look for in a man, the qualities and yeah. what, how, my son, how my son should show up in the world. And I got to share this experience that I had with my son this week. Uh, I started doing public speaking and teaching some of the tools that we learn And integrating some of my own stuff, and I just started going out there and just knocking on doors and asking, "Hey, listen, can I come in and just speak where young people are?" Yeah. Some of these tools, like my daughter swims at North Lake College, and I'm always around all these lifeguards. And sometimes my children might not be showing up the way I'd like them to, but then I see the opportunity in all of these other teenagers who do want my attention and who are asking me for my advice. So I'm like, "Hey, yeah." to you and then I was like you know what there's something here let me let me do an in-service talk for all the lifeguards and share conflict uh, tools to navigate conflict like the Nestor meditation how to be with your experience so you're not projecting what's going on inside of you on other people yeah and I brought my son with me and I brought a friend this woman this young woman who we dated for a while but now we're just friends and for her and I to model this tool well, my son was with us, and I remember him sitting there, and her and I were modeling this to the, to the teenagers in the in the, you know, the audience. And then I looked over and saw him, and I could see this big smile on his face because initially he had his earbuds in, and he was with, on his <laughs> phone. And then as I, I looked over, I saw he had his earbuds out, and he was watching us. And there was a moment where her and I just naturally, as we modeled this tool, embraced and kissed. And I saw the looks on the kids' faces, and they were just, you could see them glowing and happy. (laughs) I saw my son, and same for for him. So sometimes I think he's not getting the download, or my kids aren't getting the download. Yeah. But it's not all at once. Enlightenment isn't that one big lightning bolt and you're good for the rest of your life. It's these little incremental moments that I see. That not just my son, because I feel like all these children are our children. It's our responsibility, my responsibility to share this. And it was just amazing because sometimes when I am full of shame and I think I'm not doing what I came here to do because it's supposed to look like.
0: Yeah, you should have gotten there faster or, you know, all those things. Yeah. I should
1: be like Mark, uh, Demartini or like Gaddis, right. or, right. you know, I should be where you are. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. You should be exactly where you are. I'm grateful for yeah. where you are because if you're not in the moment enjoying and seeing what you're doing, that's it. Yeah. I mean, one day. it's being present in the moment right now, this, you know, podcast and having this conversation with you. Going to these men's groups, having those experiences, being present to your life in this moment is yeah, the greatest,
0: greatest. Yeah, and experience. it's such a powerful tool. What you're talking about is or a powerful way of being. You know, using what you've learned to empower other people, and your son gets to watch you grow. Yeah, it's huge for him. You know, and it, it's it, of course when I think when. Your son's probably seen some of your evolution. So he probably has different memories of you But now he gets to see you change which is such a huge gift, right? Like yeah. I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as parents and beat ourselves up and go like oh I should have been this way and I should have been that way and I could have done it better and my poor kids They're never gonna recover. The truth is they were brought to you for a reason and it's happening perfectly as it is Yeah,
1: yeah, and I
0: happening the exact gifts he needs to learn from you
1: and it, like it and... I'm curious for you, like, is it the same with your, with your kids? Like, Oh
0: yeah. Oh wow. I mean, like, since I started on personal growth and development path, my parenting has changed dramatically. <laughs> and I've, I've been very close with my kids. I was a really young mom. I had my first, I was pregnant with my first at 20 and had her just a, a couple months after I turned 21. So I was a really young mom. And so I have the benefit of that part of being really close with them. But I taught them all kinds of crazy stuff about relationships (laughs) and self-worth and doubt and fear and gender and power. And, you know, like, I mean, I left my marriage having an affair. They all knew it. Right. So there were all kinds of lessons for them there. And I was, I'm so grateful for the lessons I've learned along the way because I get to look back and go, you know, we're very open and honest and we talk about it and they've gotten so much you know, they're going to learn their own lessons that they need to learn from me. Maybe they'll replicate that, but I could have also maybe ended the intergenerational cycle of affairs. I don't know, you know, because they've gotten to have so much of that in the life with me and, you know, family members. that it's like, Oh, okay, maybe they, And, and then not to say that in my mind, really, when I was talking about the benefit of affairs, it's like, there's lessons to be learned. It's just another feedback system. It's all a feedback system, right? So yeah. when you feel out of alignment, it's just your, your being, being. it's events coming to you to help you get back into alignment. So in that way, with my kids, when they do crazy things, it's I look at it that way too. I go, oh, okay, where are the benefits and drawbacks? And what are you learning from this? Like, what mm. can you learn from this? Yeah. And so, yeah, my parents. Rather
1: than making this. them wrong. Right, for, and shame. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. shame. I am, <laughs> I mean, I think because I had a lot of shame growing up with Christianity. Oh, yeah. You know? Like fundamentals, Christianity, there's a lot of shame and guilt. I actually, um, a lot of people I talk to have, we talk about religion because i must attract that type of person like someone who's kind of like out of the religious world and stepping into a different world because that's my uh, that's been part of my evolution mm-hmm. where now i think from a, a much broader spectrum whereas i was raised to think really black and white in a fundamentalist yeah. way where like this is right this is wrong there's no in between right. and so having that gift and helping my kids you know being able to be a parent who's much more expansive i think has been really really helpful for them and so they're just going to learn different lessons, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to learn lessons, and they're going they're going to learn vulnerability, which is great, you know. So yeah. that that cycle stops, you know. That you know the shame spiral yeah. or the shame. Uh, what do you the call loop. it? The loop. Shame loop. The loop. Yeah. Yeah. And I was curious too. You said something earlier when I was watching your Instagram about you attracting. The, you know, like we attract into our lives what we need to heal. Oh, yes. Is that right? So yes. you're attracting. Yeah. So
0: any, and it's funny, I, I've actually said it wrong. And I noticed when I was listening to it, I was like, Oh, whoops. I said any unwounded, but it's any wounded part mm-hmm. you have unhealed. You're going to bring a person in your life to help bring it to the surface for you to face and heal. Some people do. And some people don't. which is why you see patterns in people's relationships. Sure. You know, It's like, you'll see, Oh, they're with the same type of person over and over and over and over. And until they heal that part and when and heal it, I, I say learn to love it and embrace it because healing mm-hmm. makes it sound like something's wrong, it's perfect. It's actually yeah. bringing it to you to show you how to embrace and love that side of yourself.
1: So is that like the, sh- so you're saying you're taking your shadow out from behind you and putting it in front of you to, s- and now you can see the pattern more clearly and then work with it rather than it like running your life? Yeah, right?
0: totally. And then you'll start to see different things show up. And I, I love you're saying that. So it's like in shadow work, it's not about avoiding, resisting, pushing, denying that part of yourself. It's about embracing that part of yourself. So (laughs) it's like in your intro, I love this, when you said, uh, for your bio, you said, a super great guy who's also a huge dick. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) right. right? It's like, because you can be a great guy sometimes, and I'm sure in certain areas, you show up as a dick. Yeah. If you pretended that you weren't, you're disowning half of yourself, and that's unrealistic.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah. So and that's then, what I want to model. That's vulnerability, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm a great guy. Yeah. And yeah, it's holding both of those yes. with equal, like you said, love. And yeah. and it's okay because like you said, we're we're taught through our religion and through cultural, you know, whatever upbringings that, you know, or we're modeled. You, you just suppress that. You hide it. Yeah. You deny it. And then it, it fucks your whole life up. You turn yeah. it into it, you know, drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever. Yes. And, so, yeah, and, that, and
0: that's it's such powerful work. I love that you know about that work and that uh, you know, you and I talk about shadow work a lot. And it's like, it really, I mean, Martini would never call it shadow work. And there's a lot of different what ways people it? practice shadow work. I mean, mm-hmm. he is, his method is basically like a scientific method of shadow work from my perspective. Okay. You know, being, like I learned shadow work originally from Debbie Ford, and she's really the one who made mainstream the term shadow work, and it's oh, from wow. union philosophy. It's from what um, philosophy? Uh, Carl Jung. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it's really, she was the one who made that mainstream. And some people in shadow work are kind of like, oh, you've got the shadow and you need to bring it to the awareness and kind of get rid of it. Some people mm-hmm. teach from that way. That's not the way that I, because I mean, mostly because I'm trained by Martini, I totally agree. It's you embracing and owning that you have all sides.
1: So that's Demartini's, uh method is to embrace it.
0: Yeah yeah and and, it, and I don't even know if you I use the word embrace but in to to own it you yeah. know, you're owning that trait you're owning that characteristic so it's like in my you know last in that the the benefit of affairs it's like I get to own where do I cheat where do I lie where do I hide where do I you know where am I distrustful all those things if I just pretend and point the finger and go hmm. you're this way you're this way you're this way I'm disowning that part of myself, which means I most likely would attract another person who does something like that so that then I can own it.
1: So, then, so did you, did you like go through and list out? Oh, totally. Yeah. Did you really? How yeah. many, how many? Uh- Which
0: is why I can, you know, people have said to me, you know, this just happened a couple of weeks ago. I found out in the last few weeks, you know, the unfolding of this, the, of what was occurring. And for me, I, you know, of course I had my sadness and I like let myself experience it and feel it. And then I'm like, okay, do my work. And so I I do my method on myself and I, I, I have a grief and loss. Process and I do all those things, and then people are like, "How are you so okay?" <laughs> and I'm like, "This it works." What I mean, I'm not just like learning these tools because they're bullshit or airy yeah. fluff. They work. It, it works.
1: And you're not putting, in and, and you're not giving them the power for your okayness. You're
0: exactly. Like,
1: I'm, you know, that's his yeah. shit to deal with, and this is mine. And yeah, I I don't want to take on his, you know, or right, I, I'm exactly. not going that to control. But yeah. again, that's becoming more conscious, more aware, having tools, you know, you're a conscious woman, you're able to work through that. Whereas most people don't have this understanding, this yeah. awareness, they're just like, they're left being at, you know, that the hands of the other person, like totally, well being is in their hands, yeah.
0: you know. And it's, I, I mean, what you're, it's like the blame game, right? Like a yeah. constant blame game. Like you are the reason I'm so miserable. Mm. which is so disempowering.
1: That's super victimy. That's like... Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I, mean, I know I have like that. you
0: up to that, you can't, you... I mean, of course, there's evolutions of it. It's not like any... Yeah. I don't believe in enlightenment. No one ever gets right. there. It's a constant process. It's like an unpeeling of an onion. Like, I might... I unpeeled this layer. Oh, now is the next layer. <laughs> Ooh. I just lost that. Hey everyone, real quick, just to let you know, we had a technical difficulty. So if there's some bumps in the recording, that's why. So uh, Scott, and I just want to talk a little bit in the ending and wrapping up of this conversation that's been very incredible and hopefully helpful for everyone. Just thinking about the discussion around vulnerability, shame, you know, transformation, all of those things. Um, I want to ask you, Scott, what what would you say I always ask listeners their top three max potential habits. And I want to ask you, what do you think have been the top three habits that you've implemented to get where you are in terms of your relationship to yourself and masculinity?
1: Mm, uh, That's a great question, Amanda. Uh, I would say first is meditation. Mm. Uh, Second is journaling. That's something I've just recently implemented and it's been life changing. And the biggest thing action mm. just taking bold action and just doing it and failing, 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 failing. I attribute it to being like a comedian. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld and how he develops a bit and I watched him bomb yesterday on stage after years and years and years of him being the badass that he is, he still has to go on stage at a little tiny comedy club, and develop an app, and in doing so, he's got brand new material, he lets go of all of his shit that's got him to where he is, and he starts brand new. And so I realized that's how you become successful, was taking small, tiny little steps, and being bold in your actions, and over time you get a little bit of traction, and just getting used to being uncomfortable. Being in that hot fire, being uncomfortable has helped me exponentially I love it now now I'm like I love bombing I love going in front of kids there's 20 30 of them and I can't control them and I'm trying to get them to work out and I just throw my hands up and I just enjoy it I'm like in the moment this is okay and then when I go and speak in front of people and I can look into their eyes and they're like not getting it
0: uh-huh.
1: I'm just like I don't I don't care because it's moving me I'm, I'm getting feedback from them okay this doesn't work so let me try to find, or not, not let me try. I will find out because I will be rel- relentless in the pursuit of becoming the best version of myself. And it's only through action that we can do that. And so I love bombing. I'm not afraid of it. I love the being vulnerable, <laughs> of falling on my face. And guess what? I get up, I dust myself off and I keep going, but it's, it's action is the biggest thing that's helped me the best, thing and you've inspired that in me. i see how you constantly just you know through your relationship you just keep going you keep going and, then, and you know what the people that can't keep up then they fall away and it's like i only want to surround myself with people who are vibrating way higher than i am so i keep going up so it's like the people are falling away and it must be that i'm on the right path because i I'm not supposed to be around those people. Anymore. Yeah. There's
0: nothing wrong with them. Right. Just different. I, I love this. Um, for those of you listening, I was listening to uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Do you follow any of his work? I okay. Do. So I was listening to uh, something. Oh, his book, uh, Becoming Supernatural. And he was talking about how when you start to shift, get ready to lose a whole bunch of stuff in your life, because when you resonate at a higher frequency, then all of the things that are not resonant at that frequency will fall away. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you, that's why our relationships change, because as you grow and evolve, you actually literally resonate at a higher frequency and the mismatch and disharmony of those who aren't keeping pace are going to fall away. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't need to be judged. It's just like, okay, this is your evolutionary process to be on that growth path. I want to ask you meditation wise, Mm. do you, do you have a system that you use or do you, what do you, how do you meditate every day?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's another great question. Yeah, I do. And it's the first thing in the morning and the first thing before I go to bed. So okay. I'm letting go and and usually it's just uh, something simple. I'll just get on YouTube and I'll do a guided meditation. And also I like that you mentioned uh, Joe Dispenza. He has a great meditation and I've been using that a little bit. And uh-huh. in the morning,
0: his morning and nighttime one
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: amazing
1: or just get on like a 10-minute mindful morning mindful meditation where it just gets me really present instead of into reactivity of Uh and I get really present and I'm better I'm creating my reality it's not Uh happening to me I'm happening to it and so it's before I go to bed and when I get up and sometimes it's not just sitting there you know in a cross-legged full lotus position it's never that it's actually sometimes it's while i'm getting in the car and i put my earbuds in and it's on the way to work i can breathe i don't have to have my eyes closed yeah important for the listener to understand meditation yeah evolved too and it's not just meant to be done in a cave or sitting down or in a corner or
0: It's, yeah, you could do walking meditations and, or breathing while you're driving to work. Or Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And then for you journaling, is that, that something you practice consistently as well?
1: It has been, yes. It, and it's been life-changing because what I'm realizing is I have to – when I speak, I'm going to have to write content. And I just – it just helps me. So in the morning, I meditate. Then a little bit later on, I'll journal uh, and I'm starting to see what's going on inside of me
0: mm-hmm. and
1: how it shifted. I was like, wow, that shit is really dark a week ago. And today <laughs> it's like, whoa, this is nice. And it like actually uplifts me. And yeah. I'm like, I can literally see through my words in reflection what's going on for me Yeah, you know, two weeks ago to what's happening now. And it's like, all right.
0: Yeah, I love this. I mean, for those of you listening, if you were to go back and listen to every interview I've had, I think probably, I I, want to calculate it at some point, but a high percentage of the people I've interviewed say journaling. It's Mm -hmm. a very powerful practice that I think of it as a relationship with yourself. Yeah. That you were, and it's helping you raise your consciousness of yourself and your thoughts and your inner world, and then that helps you see patterns. And you, you, you know, it's like imagine you and I were in an intimate partnership, and we only saw each other once every month. We're not going to have a very great relationship, right? Like if we were in an intimate
1: like couple. I don't of know. I, of know. People, I, right?
0: Maybe we. I can't, I can't. <laughs> well, but but I mean, like let's say we would need to talk on the phone or do something to right. stay connected, right? But we yeah. tend to, buy, we tend to overlook our relationship with ourselves.
1: Mm, big time. You know, and and, To me, yeah.
0: your journal is your relationship with yourself and so I think it's incredibly important to foster every day and of course with my business people I frame it as a business journal but really it's gaining clarity and and personal power and self-mastery through developing conscious awareness of your thoughts
1: yes I agree and, and can I add one more thing I, yeah. I actually just recently got involved with uh, some friends of mine and they started a mastermind where we have a meetup every Monday and we sit in circle and we go over our goals and we have accountability and that absolutely helps when I know I have to show up in a group, uh, like I did when I was hanging with you. And, uh, it just really helps because I have to be accountable to other people and to myself. So I noticed that I get more accomplished. Like a growth
0: community. Yeah, Yeah. 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 That's, and it sounds like that's something you also had in your men's group or have in your men's group.
1: Okay. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yep. So growth. I'm going to add that as a bonus. A bonus habit. <laughs> All right. So I know that there's going to be people here for sure that want to hear you connect with you more. How can they find you?
1: Uh, on Instagram, it's uh, Scott Pagliaccio, P-A-G-L-I-A-C-C-I-O. The Conscious Man. Uh, the podcast is The Conscious Man, and just look for the black and white ape head with the headphones on. Yeah, uh, it's on okay. iTunes, uh, Spotify, all the places you listen to podcasts. I think it's like nine platforms uh, there, you know, DM okay. me, email me, Scott at the Awesome.
0: And I will, for all of you listening, I will put his links in the show notes. So if you're looking for those, they will be there. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a joy yeah. for everyone listening. I will be back next week with another max potential habits tip. Video, podcast, YouTube, all the fun, IG TV. <laughs> yeah, hope...
1: Can I share impact of what it's been like to be? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'm just gonna drop into my body. I'm feeling a lot right now. I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling love most of all. Like I can feel this lightness in my in my body and I, I just feel this heart connection with you. I feel appreciation. I feel seen and heard and understood because I feel like when we get together, I just, you, the power or the, that energy transfers and I just, now I'm getting ready to go work out and I'm energized and I'm excited. And I just uh, I feel grateful, appreciation, um, love, and just gratitude. So thank you.
0: Mm, Thank you. That lands really deep. And I appreciate you so much. You know, I really, something that I've been very grateful for, in this evolution of myself is having incredible people in my life who are on the growth path and really step into their hearts and show up in such powerful ways and, and, and I, you know it's it's just it's such a gift so thank you for being here really it's been an honor thank you thank you all right everyone i'll be back next week make sure that this week you thrive and feel alive take the actions you need to to get where you want to go step into your vulnerability step into your power be as fully expressed as you can and like scott was saying take bold action
1: yeah and if men if you want to have a better connection with women drop into your heart and
0: <laughs> fast for me so- that is a great spot to leave on (laughs) all right bye everyone